Welcome to Unspoken, the podcast that highlights experiences that are all too common but very rarely discussed. I am Dr. Cloda Campbell, the wellness psychologist, and I feel very passionately about speaking the unspoken to remove the taboo and shame that so often surrounds our experiences and internal worlds. For each episode of Unspoken, I am joined by someone who would like to uncover their unspoken with us in order to help themselves, but also in order to help others. I really hope that you enjoy today's episode and that you take something from it. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Simprove. Simprove is a digestive health supplement that I swear by after taking it for over two years now. It contains four strains of live and active bacteria that work to rebalance the gut microbiome, releasing the nutrients from your diet and working to help aid digestion and reduce bloating and cramping, as well as low mood and stress. One shot of Simprove each morning is the ideal way to maintain the balance of bacteria in your gut for a happier, healthier life. Get four weeks absolutely free when you purchase eight weeks of Simprove from Mars.ie to complete the recommended 12-week program. Use discount code UNSPOKEN15 while purchasing Tanaba Discount. Today, I am joined by Emma Kyo, who has very bravely agreed to share her Unspoken with us. Emma's story centers around her finding out her partner of nine years was having an affair, something that completely blindsided her and caught her off guard. Emma speaks to me about navigating the heartbreak and shock of something she never saw coming, surviving life in the aftermath, and the beauty that comes from her biggest challenges. Emma, welcome to Unspoken. Hello, how are you gorgeous? Thank you so much for being here with us today. The topic that we are here to speak about is one that I think every single person will relate to, Mm. but it isn't spoken about that much, especially Mm. the impact it has on us. So thank Mm -hmm. you for being willing to talk about it and to share your experience with us. Of course. So I know that a couple of years ago now, Mm. you went through a Mm. really, really difficult Mm. relationship breakup. Yeah. Take us back to what that relationship was like before things started to go downhill. When I was in the relationship, like say it was fine and I didn't really, you know, you just crack on. You just like, you take, sometimes you can take things for granted, but like any relationship, you're cracking on, you have your plans and you're just going with it. You're not that self-aware. But I did start to notice little changes. Okay. Like you kind of start saying, oh God, they're not really sitting next to me anymore. What's that about? Ah, they probably just want their own time. And then I remember, and I've actually never spoken openly about this. I got a message on Instagram being like, oh, hey, hon, just to let you know your fella's cheating on you. And I was like, (gasps) Emma, I was like, no, that's just someone being jealous. Like, you know, the way you'd have people going. I was like, no, but my, I remember where I was and all. I remember where I was. Where were you? First time it was in August. I was out having something to eat with my sister and her fella at the time of her partner and I remember seeing that and it literally my stomach just went and I was like no no I just left it to the side I wasn't as hyper aware as I would be now you know then a month or two pass got another message again same I, thing same thing and I was like we were on a drive I remember you I, and him yeah I remember everything yeah and I was like Mm, this is a bit weird what's happening you get to and it's almost and like get, I can't ignore now yeah it's like ding 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 yeah so then 
I was leaving that and I was noticing little signs, but I just thought, you know, sometimes in relationships, like you have your lull periods. I'm like, I'm learning this now. Like everything can't always be switched on. Perfect. Rosy. You're working. But I just thought, oh, you know, whatever. Yeah. I kind of buried it. And then around, um, I think it was before Christmas time, I saw a message on his phone and it was from a, a person. And I was like, oh, that's weird. And I'd never look at anybody's phone. It just came up. It was beside. And I was like, oh, who, who's that? Like, and she's, oh, just girl from work. I was like, oh, I've never heard of her. What did the message say? And it was like, oh, yeah, we can go for a cheeky few cocktails and like loads of like funny emojis. And I was like, what, what is, what is that like? Mm-hmm. And I actually was really, I don't get, I'm not the type of person that just lashes out like, what the fuck? I won't, I'll just go, oh, what's that? It's like I go into myself and I just protect and I go, what do you mean? Like, I don't lash out. I just okay. literally am more, like very soft approach. Yeah. So and when I, you said that to him in the moment, how did he respond? I just knew there was something going on then. I just was like, no, there's something a bit weird here. Like, and I was by like, his response. By his yeah, he was like, he was kind of like, Oh, it's just, it's just, just, you know, person from work and all. And I was like, mm, I just kind of knew the fretness. And I was like, oh, well, I have male friends and work. I was like, I don't really talk to them with cheeky emojis. So I was putting it and I was like, oh no. So I just left it. I was like, okay, benefit the doubt. But there's three things in a row now. Then the new year came, whatever it was around Christmas time. And he said her name in his sleep. And I was like, fuck this sorry if I curse but that's just I was like fuck this I was like no that was like I was like this was it so then in that moment what what I just knew when you heard him say that oh I just knew like and like this was all while I was trying to get pregnant by the way as well so I was just like what the hell and I've never told anybody this like so that's why I think it's a it's a really safe space for me to open up and I'm saying all these things for a reason not to be like oh she's going on about it again but I think to realize how much I actually went through and I just knew in that moment I was like oh my god I feel sick I just was like I didn't know what to do but still I was like you're kind of in denial about it you're like oh no and I can notice things and that was that so then the absolute rock bottom then for me was I was away on a business trip in work and um, I was in Sri Lanka and COVID was about to hit. We were kind of going through that turmoil of, oh my God, you know, is it happening? Is it in China? I don't know. So I ended up, I was in, I had to go to India and Sri Lanka. So I was away on business for a week and I remember I was waking up it was about four or five in the morning and I was just checking my phone I had to go to the airport to get my flight home and all my friends and my family were like Emma get home like it's about to hit COVID please like are you safe and I just I don't know I opened my Instagram for a second as I was just packing up my bag and it was like hi hon how are you me and the girls are just having a few drinks here um, and uh, my fella cheated on me and we were just saying do you hear that Emma Kyo's fella is cheating on her and I was like no this is it this this is it like I was like I'm actually done here like I can't so, so it was like message after mm-hmm. message over this extended yeah. period of time yeah so it was going on <sighs> about eight nine months And in those eight months, it sounds like even though there was a part of you that was trying to push it down Mm, and mm. pretend everything was okay, 
you were on high alert? Mm. Were there other signs and things that were coming to your attention? Yeah, I think it was like when I looked back mm. in the moment, I was a bit like, hmm, he's kind of going out again. But I just thought, oh, he's connecting with his friends. Do you know that way? Like, because I would have been always out and about with my friends, holidays, doing things that I probably didn't really notice as much because I was always doing my own thing. But then he started doing his own thing a little bit, like going out with his friends. So I was like, okay, right. And then even like, yeah, just always bringing his phone to the toilet or locking the door or things I'm like why are you locking the door for like or you know little things like that so these little subtle changes yeah. that weren't the norm yeah in yeah. your nine year or ten year relationship yeah 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 so like you start looking at them you're going okay and then you're nearly thinking mm, are we drifting apart like sometimes I do think couples do drift apart and you think like oh maybe like a baby or maybe getting married is going to bring you back but if you don't communicate or you don't talk about things you know where does that leave you you know but at the same time all this was going on and I just thought oh maybe it, like it, you do have that feeling deep down but really like it was the total opposite. And in this period was he still affectionate was he still attentive or did it just feel like you were quite disconnected? <sighs> I'd still think nearly like a bit the same, not as much, but like I wasn't really that bothered either, to be honest, because I was always so busy with my own thing. Like, and I feel like I was always like that. So I wasn't as aware as I would be right now. Yeah. And it's so easy in hindsight, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, big time. But I only realize all this now because of self-reflection. But at that moment, I was like, no, you you did. I did notice the signs, but I wasn't really focusing too much on them, but I could feel it, you know. As you talk, you keep referencing these inner knowings or these mm. little whispers that mm-hmm. you were having. It's so interesting, isn't mm. it? Yeah, yeah, you just have that feeling because I remember when I seen the message, like when, when it hit rock bottom. The Sri Lanka message. Yeah, I literally was like, F this and I remember ringing him and I was like you just need to tell me and tell me right now the honest truth and I was like what are you talking about and I was like I'm after getting another message I was like what's going on and he wouldn't really tell me the truth so then I had to get on a plane and I was so sick on that plane like my emotions I was getting sick everything like that God love you and then that's a long flight yeah that day COVID hit the airport shut down. I got on the last flight. Like, so I got in and then I had to be like, listen, I tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't really share much. I still have not got closure. Like, do you know that way? But, and I, I still get messages off girls going, oh my God. Or, or even my friends being like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, sometimes they will never tell you what you want to hear. You have to get closure from yourself. You have to let go and move on yourself. So you'll want to know questions or ask them. And I did, and we talked and stuff like that. But I knew that was it then. And so did he, like he knew that was it. He says, I knew like if I ever cheated on you, that'd be it. And like, cause I was like, yeah, I know my worth. I know my worth. And But it sounds like you went home. Yeah. And tried to have a conversation with him to, yeah. to figure out what the hell was going on. But he mm. just wasn't really Mm-mm. willing to engage in that no. with you. Okay. No, 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 no. He wasn't willing to. Like he just said, you know, the usual. I feel a lot of like whether it's men or women. I'm not going to kind of just point the finger. But it was just like I was only a kiss or it was only this and that. But like I knew it was a lot more. Do you know that way? Yeah, 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 totally. And then getting told it was going on for a year and all this sort of thing. So I just was like, do you know what? I got to a point then where I just didn't want to hear it then. What was your emotional state like in all of that? I probably have never cried like I've cried in my whole entire life. Like I remember literally, I think it was like 
that day that say he left I remember like even teleporting myself back there I've never like I wailed I lay on the hall floor and just literally wailed like I was like what the fuck has just happened like do you know that way because I, I I'm such a giver and I'm such a carer and I I always want to give and I always want to help and I just think never no one's ever going to do that to me but then there was probably issues there that like I was overlooking as well now but I'd never kind of um, I'd never kind of just be like oh it was my fault do you know that way because sometimes these things have like a sell by date if you get me so but I remember just like I'd never cried like that before I'd never felt like that how did you feel utter pain utter pain because I think it was on top of regardless of even if there was issues or whatever you know the house and stuff like that and it was that and then say like planning a family and the next step and all and it's more like the lies that you were still doing all that while doing something else so it's like grieving all of what you thought was coming your One, future oh 100 and I always said like I said that to my friend there um I'd say last year I was like why am I still feeling sometimes like and these things always come up to kind of like I have worked through so much and I I never regret what I've been through because I, I am the person I am today but like you're grieving like oh my God, the house, the life you were supposed to, and I put my whole heart and soul into that, or say like the relationship you were supposed to have. And then I was supposed to have a family as well. So it was all those sections and all those areas of my life that I was grieving at the same time. And that you lost in just a moment. Yeah, from Instagram and he couldn't tell me himself. That's the main thing where I thought I was like, if we were going through issues and for anyone out there as well is like communication. I realize how important that is now in my, like I have a partner now, I'm happy, but it's realizing how important that is. Like, cause like that is an intimacy are the two main things that are in a relationship where when you don't have them, what do you have? And you think it's all rosy in the garden, but you're just running around on the outside and you're not looking into the core things, you know? Mm. So you could see mm. that that communication, that intimacy was quite disconnected. Yeah. It had mm-hmm. tapered off maybe. Do you yeah. think it's fair to say? I'd say so. Yeah. And you just think everything's fine in your head. But really, you know, deep down in like your subconscious or your gut, as you'd say, that you're like, mm, something's off here, you know. And in that moment when you were so heartbroken in those first few days, mm. What, what was the day like? Oh, I literally just wanted it to be dark all the time. Do you know that way when you woke because it was COVID, so you had nowhere to go. We were going into lockdown. So normally the normal Emma will be like, right, I'm going away. I'm traveling. I need a holiday. You could go out. You could drink. I had to sit like and just, you know, open up, say I needed help. Where before I'd never, you'd never even know if I had a bad day, Claudia. You'd, I'd just be like, everything's fine. Everything's amazing. We're inside. I would be crumbling. Nine, 10 years is such a long time to build mm. a life with somebody. Mm, mm. And no doubt your family were part of that world that you had with him, your friends. Just every aspect mm. of your life was connected to him. How did everybody around you take the news and, and how was it to watch mm. for them to watch you go through this? I'd say heartbreaking absolutely heartbreaking and especially I'd say I'm really close to like my grandmother and my mom they just couldn't believe they were like what and I'd say my brother wanted to murder him (laughs) um but that's protective as well but it was just more like seeing the pain that I was going through it just absolutely killed them but the one thing is I remember my mom saying to me she was like 
I always knew there was something weird because you've never fought. Yes, and that is weird. <laughs> That's weird. He's never fought, so I always knew. <laughs> so I was like, "Yeah, money on that, man." And do you think there was some validity in what she was saying? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Because you have to kind of have your tiff or tats, and you know your little disagreements, because uh, trying to work through things. So one hundred percent. But with the family thing as well, it is like, you know, it's a third of your life when you're in a long term relationship as well. Like you're taking on other people's lives as well. It's all the connect. And then it's kind of it's a breakup with all that as well. So it's it is so hard. Like it can be so hard. So you're at home in a dark room crying. Yeah. <laughs> How long did you stay in that in that utter grief and heartbreak? I think that like I remember that day when I was crying was it was just that moment and I'd have moments of that but I think just then it was just that day one day that I cried so much for that but then I'd have spirits like I think spirits like you know that way like I wouldn't just be I wouldn't not I wouldn't not allow myself to Mm. grieve or to cry not like oh just crack on that was the old Emmett I had to be like this is your time to let it all you have to let it all out you know yeah yeah so the one day of the crying <laughs> and then the sporadic. Yeah, there was a lot of that as well. Yeah. What what also kind of was part of the process for you in the aftermath? Oh, uh, I'd say I have a, my sisters definitely to thank a lot for it because they're the ones who like made me like I'd want to stay in bed. And I know that is a choice you can stay in bed, but I just I just didn't. I just got up and I just went for a walk or even had a shower or sat out the back garden because we couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. We were literally isolated to 5K or 1K, whatever it was. So just even walking to the shop, Ashley would be like, right, come on, come on. Like, do you know that way? But I would wake up and I just, I remember watching Gossip Girl in bed. Like that got me through. I'd wake up, get my cup of tea and watch Gossip Girl. I'd done that for, I think, about two, three months. But then I'd get up and go for my walk at about, say, 10 or whatever. But I did not, I lay in bed all day, every day. And I know you're allowed to do that, but just something in me, I just was like, all right, come on, just a little something today, just yeah. a little something today. And that's, I just did it. And I used to ha- have this thing is like, just for today, just for today, what are, what can you do for today? Or even writing my, my journal. That's when I started really journaling loads and um, getting out into nature, just walking, listen to podcasts. I started looking at the things that I could do, you know, every day, like, but my main things were just like, just getting out for a walk. And even just making something like some food for yourself or just chilling out, like that, that's enough. Like that is enough. You don't have to constantly do this, this and this where I would have done that, but I couldn't do that. It was COVID. Yeah. So I was just, and I lost, I'd say about like a stone in like six, eight weeks. I just couldn't eat. The breakup diet. The, oh, geez. I'd love that now. <laughs> <laughs> No, not the breakup, but you know what I mean. Um, Be but, careful. What yeah, you no, 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 I'm not throwing out there, but you know what I mean. Um, but I do think it's like, yeah, it's just the little things that you I could do. I could just look after myself. I didn't have to be going anywhere or anything. So I think that was really good. It was just the little things that made me get through every day. And I used to just be like, I never, th- I, I couldn't really think of say like weeks down the line. I just be like, just for today. So today or I didn't wouldn't look at tomorrow or next week I just got through it day by day so it sounds like you were really good at just little by little trying to survive yeah but in Sri Lanka when you got that last message I could really hear when you were describing it earlier that anger yeah oh yeah where was the anger at in this still there 
it's 100% still there. Like, you can still be angry, like, do you know that way? But it's like, I think for years, I I can actually just put a mask over things. And I can, like, you, you might not even know I'm having a hard day. I have a very good way of doing it. Where I think for me, it was like, I'd have my moments, but I was so angry like I could I probably could cry behind closed doors and no one would know about it but I think it's more I think that strength it's like I still wanted people to know that I will be okay but then it's letting down the walls down when I need to let the walls down tell me about the anger it was more like you know just how could someone do that to you and I think more loyalty like you know I'm such a loyal person that's what I live by loyalty if there was problems just say it but I think it's more like loyalty or just like how could someone do that to me like I'm such a nice person like why would you do that to me or why wouldn't you talk to me and it was more like finding out over social media that was my I was like seriously like that is the lowest of the low like do you know that way finding out through strangers who I didn't even know on the internet and which I appreciate I found out now because like how long could have that gone been going on so it is it's that utter anger of that and then of being so disrespected yeah basically in a nutshell yeah that's it being so disrespected and thinking like when going back to it it was nearly like oh it was just a walk it was just I'm like so you're going out and walks in public and people kind of not that I'm famous or anything but people know people who see things I was like you're ballsy I tell you Mm, (laughs) do you know that way so like I was more angry at all these little nuggets I was finding out because there was no clear story tell me it was all just kind of just fluffed do you know I never found out the the proper truth yeah you said that prior to all of this you were hoping to start a family Mm, mm. so what was it like to be in that place and then all of a sudden your relationship's gone your Mm. hopes for heartbreaking mom absolutely heartbreaking because at the time I remember I was say trying for a few months and I couldn't get like say anyone out there you know yourself you're trying to get your cycle on track and at that time my grandmother died as well so I was in utter grief while I was just starting to try for a family and the pain of that like as well like I like I have a little photo beside my bed of her and all like my my grandmothers are like my mothers Mm -hmm. do you know that I said the pain of grieving that as well and then I remember going to the new year. I was trying for a few months and I remember I was working at the time. I actually was like, do you know what? I wouldn't mind getting a fertility test done. And um, just to see, I'm in my thirties. I want to see where my eggs are at. Am I okay? And I did that, but I only got the results when I broke up with them. So I was only finding all that out then. But from that, even I was in a position where I nearly felt I was just doing it for, I, I knew there was something wrong. I knew there was something wrong and I felt stressed all the time. So I just felt, oh no, we'll just keep continuing. Like, do you know, that way I just thought that was the next step. It's kind of like the norm, you know, oh, we get married, we have babies, that's it. You know, and you just work through it and that's that. That's the way I was. So even working through that. Um, and was he on board with starting a family? Oh yeah, he he was the one that wanted it before me. Like even when I met him, oh, I want a child by this time. And I was like, I'm not ready. Like I was changing jobs. I was doing this. And then he, like even throwing it back in my face, being like, well, I wanted a family years ago. And I'll, oh, what? So we'd have kids now while you're off cheating on me. Is that right? Yeah. Like trying to nearly gaslight me. There was a lot of gaslighting in there. A lot, which I didn't know about. And I didn't really know. Because gaslighting, the word's only been kind of about the last few years we didn't really know the terminology like manipulation and 100% I didn't realise how much I was being manipulated in what sense? that being like oh, they're, they're 
why are you thinking like that? Oh my God, like those messages and all that's in your head. Or being like, no, I'm fine. What about you, Asher? Like, you know, um, or even little things like, what's wrong with you and all? Like, why aren't you ovulating? Like, can you not get your, your cycle down? I'm just like, oh my God. When you start seeing all these things being like, after when you look on reflection, being like, oh my God, you were that person. Like living two separate lives and two different people. So when you join up all the dots and realize that yeah. actually, mm. yeah. Mm. And I could really hear you said, I'm worth more than this. Yeah. Yeah. That like fire in your belly. Mm. Mm. I can really hear how easy it is to go through the motions, mm. even when you're recognizing perhaps we're not meant to be, perhaps we mm. are disconnected, mm. perhaps we have grown apart. Mm. But it can be so easy to stay in that, can't mm-hmm. it? To stay mm-hmm. in that comfort. Yeah. And in what you know. Yeah. Even when it's not serving you. Yeah. Big time. And I start, like, I know what you're trying to say. It's nearly like, did I feel something was off before all that hit the fan? And yeah, I remember. And here's a story. And like, never being this vulnerable about all this. I remember I was going to Vegas with my sister and my friend. And I was, we were going over and we were just after buying the house and we were getting it done up and stuff like that. And that's supposed to be such a happy time. Like, and you're moving in and you're just like, oh my God. I just started crying. I started nearly getting anxious. And I was like, what? Like, what is this? Like, why am I feeling, I'm supposed to be happy. And I just knew there was something a bit off. I was like, why am I feeling like this? And I remember my friend going, oh, it's the seven year itch. Because I would have been waiting for seven years. And I just felt that mm, bit of, then when I moved in I still felt a bit weird like you're supposed to be feeling on a high like you're supposed to be feeling like woo, but like when you're together so long as well you're kind of like oh I'm like what like what is it supposed to feel like you're not like lifting me up into your arms a bottle of champagne like the movies like do you know that way but I just was like mm, there's something a bit weird and it's funny that you say that because it took three strangers messaging you on yeah. Instagram mm-hmm. to really allow yourself to yeah. to hold your head up and say yeah this isn't right this isn't working no definitely yeah it took that as well just to be like no come on like you're lying to yourself there and then to get that proof that like you know there was you know infidelity there I was like that's it then isn't it so interesting how when that shift happens when it gets to that point of enough is enough we're done now how you can so quickly change to feeling like strangers in oh, this company. A hundred percent. When I look at you now and I see your glow mm. and I just see your like your radiating happiness. Thank you. I can see how far you've come since mm. that awful mm. time in your life. What was it like, you know, that kind of rising from the ashes? How did that like a phoenix? Yeah. Um it's mad. Like I still I, I know I need to give myself a lot more credit. I'm so hard on myself of what I do but it is mad when I look back of who I was to who I am now like I'm a completely different version of me like and even to see that relationship like it's like that's just a distant past it's like that was in a past life but I'm so proud of myself I look back I'm like oh my god like I started to see like open up to people I started to really share my emotions to connect with what I have to start focusing on the good but allowing the bad to come in as well. Not just being like, everything's great. 
I love a cry. Sure, I cried the other day. I love a good whinge. Do you know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that at all. Where I allow my emotions to come and go. I don't block them now, Claudia. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, it's okay to have a bad day. And I'm kind. I show myself kindness and compassion. I'm I'm still learning how to do this because I was so that version of myself where now I'm like, it's okay, Emma. It's okay. You're allowed to cry. And then moving forward, just acknowledging who I am and, you know, really learning to put boundaries into play, like being my own coach. And I think I was, I was so lucky that I had my coach and experience from other people. I was able to start kind of implement those tools that I learned in that course. And then I remember actually as well, while you're on that, when I was in COVID as well, I was ruminating, I was having breakdowns, I was crying, I was in this weird space as well. And I remember my sister saying to me, I was snapping a lot at them. And I was like, okay, I need help. So I started going to therapy. But I realized that I needed to stop looking. I I knew I could be in the present, but I kept looking on the past. What's the future look like? What am I going to do? And I remember reading Daniela Moyle's book, Jump. And I remember seeing that I was like, I need another course. And that's when I found mindfulness. I started to learn to live in the present more, to connect back with me. Even though I had chaos going around me, trying to sell a house, COVID, everything, I still had this little, I started to encourage this little center within me that I could own, that I could start to work on, that I could actually focus on that, that it was easy enough to focus on as in just for a walk with no headphones. Just talk to someone mindfully. Like these things, um, oh, like... I definitely like have so much love for that as well. And it helped me so much. So you leaned on therapy, mm-hmm. mindfulness, yeah. coaching to help you to make those changes. Yeah. Then educate me, whether it's like a podcast here and there or books, but I definitely leaned on like my family and friends and the love and the relationship I have there. They were the, the whole bones of like how I got through stuff, like being able to talk, being able to cry, being able to dissect myself and analyze myself or whatever. But like just support, like, you know, that there's so much help out there when you do ask. It's okay to ask for help, whether it's talking to a friend um, online support, like you know, I go to Reiki, and I know these are all things that some people you might, some people might not be able to afford, but know that like conversation with someone or a phone call or whatever, like they are that that in itself is worth gold on just trying to, you know, open up and discuss your feelings and just let off a bit of steam. Yeah, absolutely. What was it like entering into another relationship and opening yourself up to somebody yeah. else? At the at the start, definitely scary. It's still fucking scary. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Because I remember at the start, I was like, oh, am I ready? And you're asking yourself all these questions. But I remember looking at him, I was like, oh my God, you're so hot. And Where just, did you meet him? Uh, he's a friend of a friend. Okay. And he's not on social media, any of this. And I won't put him up or whatever. And for himself as well, he's not into it. And for me, it's just like, I'd rather keep it private. If you see me out and about, no bother, but I'd rather just keep it private. I think it's like nice. Especially given all those messages Expe- you were getting. Yeah, I'm just like, no, being there, done that. Mm. And um, so it was scary opening up. So scary. And the fear, like trust, love, going into all that again. But I knew I was like, if you do want to, just, I was mindful, I was careful, I was kind to myself. I wasn't, 
you know, rushing anything. It, we were dating for a few months. I was just letting it evolve, letting it happen. Like not even labels or love or this. It was just like, just let it happen. Just let it happen and unfold instead of going, what's going on? Not letting my mind hijack me. I was just trying to be like, just, just be patient. Just go with it. Yeah. When you said there, it was really scary. What, what was the fear? that it happened again that like you know a person to cheat on me or they didn't want me or all these thoughts you know will it happen again or yeah that just runs circle in your head that he wouldn't want me mm. yeah you know the amount of times I hear women say that mm. it's like mm. we fear we're not good enough mm. that there's something wrong with mm. us if a relationship sours or goes downhill yeah yeah. So that was a part of this for you. As yeah, well. big time. And even like you have to work through that. And obviously, like, I think at the start of a relationship, you're a shiny penny. You don't show any faults. So I was like, amazing. Loves young dream. And then the shit hit the fam and all the emotions start coming in. So he was like, what is happening? Why are you so emotional? I'm like, that was only one side. Just not to me. I have 50 minute sides to me. <laughs> Do you know that way? So I think I was like, you put this front on everything's amazing blah 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 but I remember he went through something very similar so it's actually really nice that he can understand what I've been through because he more or less was went through a similar thing mm. and and when you say the emotions came in this new relationship mm. with your new partner mm. what emotions came it was more like as in just understanding like the fear and, and stuff like that or trying to work through it but the main emotion that came through it was the emotions of when I started selling my house and stuff I still had to let go and start grieving that while in a new relationship at the same time so he was seeing me say like breakdown crying the frustration the anger everything but it was nothing got to do with him it was got to do with what I was going through. So he was like seeing all that as well. But then on top, I could be getting frustrated with him. So I was trying to juggle two things at the same time. So it sounds like you were still carrying these wounds and becoming yeah. triggered. Mm-hmm. And then when you're in this new relationship, it's easy to like oh, take yeah. it out of them yeah. or to feel disrespected or let down yeah. by them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, a lot to take on. And I think even like a lot of people who have been through very similar things as well do you know that way but it was learning through that but it was learning to kind of communicate but how I even when I was journaling I was understand I'd journal and be like why did I say that today why do I feel that way so then I could even go back to say my partner now and be like here listen I'm really sorry about that now so I kind of started to work you know figure out myself if you can figure out my emotions and stuff and own up like as an own up to my own shit and be like listen I'm sorry about that I was a bit of a bitch to you (laughs) you know what I mean you know I do take ownership yeah Yeah. and sure we all do it we all have days where we snap or we do something or say something but uh, you're right it's going back and holding your hand up and saying I'm really sorry Yeah. Yeah. yeah Yeah. yeah, but so it really sounds like how much you've grown from mm. this first relationship where mm-hmm. there was no communication, there was no kind of connection, repairing what was going on mm. to the complete shift now in yeah. your new relationship with your new partner. Yeah, big yeah. time. So what is life like now? I I think it's it's easier, but it's harder at the same time because you have, like my thing now is I communicate everything. So... 
I have this rule where it's like, if you're thinking about it, like sleep on it for 24 hours, but it's still haunting you, say like into two days, just talk about it. And I would talk openly about it as well. I'm a very emotional person. So it's understanding that not to constantly just drive your conversation with emotion. Like you have to kind of like, that's why I think about it now where before, let's say, you know, at the start of the relationship, I I would have been emotional where now I'm like, no, think about it in your mind, give it time you know, have space, sit with it and then talk about it because sometimes things are fueled over emotion, you know. But one thing is I've learned is like communication is key. Just talking about it. Do you know what I mean? Like I've learned so much like giving time together, connecting together, you know, traveling, doing things, things we like together as well. Like it's totally different. If you could go back to that girl who wanted to be in that dark room and who was absolutely heartbroken, sobbing her eyes out, mm. or to another girl who's there now. Yeah. What would you say? Life is a roller coaster. It constantly goes up and down. That like when we are so down, we have to come up. Like the only way is up. And there will be better times. But it's just feeling your feels. It's feeling your emotions. It's going to your resources. It's looking out for who's your one, two person. You don't have to talk to anybody. Like just pick one person. So that idea of this too will pass. Yeah, big time. And it will pass. And everyone goes through stuff. No one, like even now, I feel like I'm in a hurricane, like with certain things. I'm like, oh my God. But I'm just like, we just have to work through. It's that discomfort. You know, we're never on a high, but it's working on it. It's going, it's okay. That'll pass. I'm doing what I can. I'm I'm going to my toolbox. I'm doing what I can. And that's all I can do. Like I can't just keep trying to fight against it. You have to feel it. You have to keep going through it. Well, thank you so much for being so open and honest and sharing yourself so freely with us because mm. we can all relate. We can all relate mm. to, to being there and wanting to be in a dark room and feeling yeah. really alone and heartbroken yeah. and like things will never get any easier. Yeah. But they do. They and do. And it passes. They do. And I can see how happy you are now thank and you. how far you've come. Thank you. So gorgeous to see. I will never forget my first heartbreak. It absolutely floored me. I couldn't eat. I couldn't sleep. I was shell-shocked and I firmly believed my life was over and that I would never find happiness or love again. It was like I was frozen in time. When I think back to this experience, it feels so far removed from reality, yet I can feel such a visceral reaction in my body as it remembers. That younger version of me was so devastated and felt so alone. And when I imagine her now, it's not the 20-year-old me I see. It's a far younger version of myself. A scared and lost little girl. And one that's very familiar to me. As it's this version of me that my inner child often shows up as. You see, my reaction to that experience and to that breakup wasn't really about my first boyfriend even though it so deeply felt like it at the time. What that frozen terror state I was living in for those first days and weeks of heartbreak was actually related to was a far older, deeper wound and one that I've carried with me since my very early childhood when I felt rejected and abandoned for the very first time. Those feelings were re-emerging. That deeply painful wound was reactivated and the younger version of me who felt so scared, lost and alone in that first very early experience of perceived abandonment and rejection was crying out. 
crying out amidst the terror, crying out amidst the pain, crying out not to be left alone and to feel the way she was feeling. And if you consider children in their very early lives, they rely so heavily on others to be fed, to be changed, to be rocked to sleep, to be comforted, to be soothed, to be loved. We give ourselves so freely to our caregivers in our younger years because to survive we need their care. And this was something that was stripped from me when I was a tiny baby and placed for adoption. So I froze, abandoned and lost. And all these years later, these were the emotions that were surfacing for me in the pain of my first heartbreak. Or, arguably, second, if you count my early separation from my birth mother. I share this with you for you to consider your heartbreaks. When do they first occur? How do they feel? And when you've experienced subsequent heartbreaks along the way, has the incredible pain been linked to that moment and to that person or to your original wound? Perhaps this would be helpful for you to journal about and if so, Pause my words now and return armed with some paper and a pen and allow yourself to explore these questions. Something I would love you to consider too and carry with you for your next moment of pain or heartbreak or dysregulation as we all experience as we navigate the chaos and beauty of our lives is that although we once needed someone to care for and soothe us and comfort us when in distress, We now, as the capable, compassionate and endlessly resourced adults we are today, can offer this comfort and soothing and love to ourselves. Powerful, isn't it? So in those first few days and weeks as I sat frozen in the aftermath of a breakup all those years ago, I wish I had had that knowledge and the tools and the self-belief to comfort and care for and soothe my distressed inner child and my broken heart. So how do we do this? We do this by allowing ourselves to feel however we are feeling. We do this by validating our emotions. We do this by talking or writing or walking in nature. We do this by offering ourselves compassion and considering what our needs are in this moment and how we, as the capable and endlessly resourced adults we are, can offer ourselves exactly what we need. For we are worthy of love and rest and time to ground ourselves before brushing ourselves off and starting again. Thank you so much for listening to Unspoken with me, Dr. Clodagh Campbell, the wellness psychologist. Be sure to like, subscribe and follow me at the wellness psychologist on Instagram if you'd like to hear more. If you identified with this topic, make sure to check out the show notes where I have listed related resources for you. I hope you find them beneficial.